Welcome to the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. I am your host, Brian Lyons. And welcome back to another episode of the podcast, listeners. I start uni on the 21st of February and I'm really looking forward to this challenge. Uh, Six people at group training this morning. An awesome turnout. Everyone trains super well and new to the Everyday Lions. If you've not been previously part of our membership or currently part of our membership and you're sitting on the fence for a one-time run, you can sign up for $10 to check it out and see if you like it. And we also have the carbo load function the night before the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre Great Train Race. This will be held at the Two Tracks Bar Function Centre next to the railway. Tickets are only $60. And for this, you get a beautiful meal and a chartered train ride. You also get to listen to public speakers, Tim Sloan, who is an Australian 100km record holder, Millie Clark Olympian, Ben St. Lawrence, two-time Olympian and previous 10,000 metre record holder. It's an absolute jet field of talkers and runners and I can't wait for this night. All the money raised will go to the Tim Blair Run for Kids Foundation. If you'd like to get some tickets, please head over to www.everydaylions.org. We'd love to see you there. Registrations are now open for the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre Great Train Race Fun Run on April 11th. It costs $30 for adults and $10 for children. We have over 40 random draws. No other fun run in Tasmania has that many random draws. So you'd be silly not to register and have a chance to win one of these random draws. Each week the podcast costs a number of dollars to produce. So if you are enjoying the podcast, we would love a donation or a contribution. You can do this by going over to www.everydaylines.org and looking up the Everyday Lines running podcast tab. We would love your support. Thank you. Okay, to this week's guest. This week's guest is Linda Connolly. Linda is a lawyer and she's based in Devonport. Linda just loves to run trails and we talk about a few of these and especially Gone Nuts 100km race and how that day panned out for her. We also talk about the running community and her running friends in particular and how important they are to her and how much they help her in her running as well. We also talk about the Find Your Feet tour that she went on in Italy with Hanny Olston and also what it's like juggling motherhood around training. If you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to Linda. I reckon she thinks that's pretty cool because she does love her running. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons Running Podcast and here's Linda. This week's guest is Linda Connolly, and I would like to thank Linda for coming on the show. And how are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. And what's your day look like today? Oh, it's been a pretty pretty good day. Um, worked most of the day and then went out in the sunshine and did some running with the kids this afternoon. Right. How far did you go today? Uh, just did some laps around the oval, about 5K today. Great, great. And what do you do for a job? Did you did you work today? Yes, yes, I worked today. Um, I'm a family lawyer in okay. Devonport. Um, right. 
So I mainly work in the area of family law and child protection. Yep. Um, what got you into law? Was that something that you always want to do or? Um, yeah, I've been interested in it for a while and I studied a lot of international law at uni and then when looking to sort of move into something after uni, um, I chose family law and, yeah, just stuck with it ever since. Loved it. Right. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I imagine uh, some days would be quite interesting. It wouldn't be the same thing every day, which would be good. Yeah, there's a lot of variety um, and it also helps that I've got um, a great boss and a great workplace, I'm very supportive. So, and, um, yeah. Great. Good. Yeah. And I'm sure the running fits in pretty well with that, that would be a good <laughs> stress reliever, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, look, the running's um, a great hobby. It's completely different from work and, um, yeah, just it's a good good way to sort of switch off and Fantastic. enjoy some me time, yeah. Great. And what was your introduction into running? How did it all kick off for you? Well, I've probably been running most, well, since I was about 13, I suppose, um, maybe a bit younger, just doing some runs around home, just really enjoyed it. Um, and then did some fun runs and a lot more sort of road running. And then um, did a lot of bushwalking throughout sort of my childhood and, and teenage years. And then sort of combined the two um, in about 2016 or so. Thought, well, this is good. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, just love trail running ever since. Awesome. And were you one of those kids that really enjoyed cross country in school or did you avoid cross country or? No, I love cross country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Country was lots of fun and yeah. um, did lots of different sports at school as well. A um, bit of badminton underwater hockey, um, soccer, that sort of thing. At, right. Yeah, just did the running really as a bit of a hobby on the side. Yep. So did you sort of do running on the side? You did all different other sports and then I imagine you went to uni. Did the, did yeah. the sporting background take a bit of a backseat or did you keep that up as well? Or? Uh, I still did a bit of running yeah. and and that's, that's mainly all that I did through um, uni. Um, yep the gym and that sort of thing but yeah yeah and you mentioned trial running so when did this all kick off for you when did this love affair start uh probably in about 2015 I suppose okay. um I went to my first Tassie trail fest in 2016 and just loved it it was so awesome um I remember crossing the finish line at the half marathon and just sending to Bronte and going that was amazing. The poor participants throughout the entire half marathon would have put up with me saying, this is awesome <laughs> the whole way, I reckon. Awesome. So, yeah, I just loved it. Um, I had done triple top in 2014, but um, I underestimated how tricky it was, I think. Um, I'd just done the marathon the month before in Melbourne Um and yeah, obviously hadn't quite recovered, and but you know, still enjoyed it. Just found it a bit trickier because I'd yeah. approached it as a 19k run rather than a 19k trail run. Which yeah, yeah, quite which is, <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a um, it's a different beast, and you're probably on your feet a little bit longer, and there's a little bit more different terrain, and 
yeah. all those things that are required when you do a trial run. <laughs> uh, so you did this trial run and you talked about how you absolutely loved it. And we talk about a runner's high. Is mm. that what you got pretty well straight away? You were just hooked? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And so what happened from here? You did trial fest. What? So I did trial fest. Yeah. Um, and then in, I did Bruny Island solo as well in 2015, um, but that wasn't really a trail event, even though they class it as a trail event. Um, and then I've been doing lots of more adventuring, I suppose, with my friends. Um, other events as well. I did uh, Trail Fest 2017, 18 and 2019. Um, I did the trail event in the Masters Games in 2017 yep. um, and and did well in that, which was awesome. good. And, um, and how was that experience competing against uh, different states and, and actually at home as well because it was around the northwest coast area, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was up sort of um, up in the sort of the Corinna Valley sort of Tarkine area and yeah beautiful just so pretty um and heaps of fun so we did yep. like a little loop through the forest and then a bit on road and then came back through more forest and I remember looking at my watch and realizing that we were almost done and just feeling quite disappointed <laughs> and thought yeah, really? maybe I could just keep running for a bit longer <laughs> yeah cool. um because it was so pretty and yeah. Yeah, it was just a really, really fun event. Great. Good fun to be part of. So. And have you been back since? Have you been to explore that part of the, the uh, No, not yeah. no, not since, and I'd love to. Um, yeah. It just hasn't, got, hasn't happened yet, but it will do. So I, I'm hoping to run in the Tarkine in March. There's an event um, that hopefully will run in March, but there's just a bit of um, politics going on at the moment because we're Oh, uh, yes, yep. Yeah, I've I seen a few articles published on social media about that, yeah. Which is a shame, but, um, yeah, hopefully that will get resolved um, and, and we'll be able to do the run as planned. Beautiful. And you've sort of switched and swapped around in distances, it sounds like. What, what would you call your favourite distance or even terrain? Uh, favourite distance is probably a half marathon. Yeah, um, I've done, you know, a, a few ultras. Um, I did Gone Nuts 101 or 101.7, 102, whatever you want to call it, yep. last year. Um, but I'd say that the, the half marathon is still my favourite distance. Yep. And that's sort of what I'm doing more of this year in terms of events, um, except that I'm sort of also looking at doing the Bruny Island solo again. Great end of the year yeah so. so it sounds like you really love your ultras as well and you mentioned yeah. your close friend Bronte who's been a previous podcast guest um yeah. last week the week before I'm not sure but <laughs> um, <laughs> and I did read something somewhere but I remember on social media when you were running they had gone nuts and I think you had a really lovely support team around you I and did that supported you on that day um yeah, can you tell me all about running that distance and how it felt and what what went through your head and your nutrition and everything, I guess? <laughs> it was a big day. Um, yeah. I probably failed a bit in, in hindsight, probably failed a bit in terms of my hydration. 
um, because I had some stomach issues at about 30 kilometres and I was just really, really thirsty. So I just probably mismanaged that a little bit. But um, anyway, it it doesn't matter. I still managed to to keep going along with my Vegemite sandwiches in the end because I couldn't keep anything else down. Um, And I had a terrific support crew of um, Ben and Bronte. Awesome. Ben Brockman and, and Bronte Kelly, and um, they really were terrific. Um, first aid station, they didn't quite have everything that I asked for. In fact, the three things that I asked for, they had left in the car, but everything else after the, that went smoothly for the rest of the day. Yep. Um, they ran with me for quite a lot of the run, um, kept a good supply of Vegemite sandwiches on hand, Um when so Australian. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was coming down off, um, down off the Rocky Cape section into Sisters Beach. I said to Bronte, oh, I really feel like a, a lemonade icy pole. So he rang up Ben and by the time I got down the bottom, Ben had an lemonade icy pole. For That's me. so nice. I ran for another, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I said, that was so good. I'd really like another one. So then Ben was running with me at that stage. So he rang Bronte and Bronte brought me around a frosty fruit because they just <laughs> run out and ate icy bowls. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It, was just, oh. it was really good. Um, so in terms of what goes through your head, my friend had said to me that had done 100 before. Um, she'd said to me, oh, you'll learn a lot about yourself. And I remember that <laughs> about 55 kilometres, I said to Bronte, I don't like what I know about myself <laughs> about now. Um, but it was certainly a, an experience. Uh, it was a long day. And, um, you know, what, what was amazing was that when I finished at 2.30 in the morning, um, some of my running friends had got out of bed and come through to Wynyard just to see me cross the finish line. So they'd been That's keeping awesome. me all day. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kim and Troy and Donna were there just to see me finish. And it was just so amazing because I was That's so lovely. surprised um, that they were there. So, yeah. That, that really great. shows what running and mateship. So, I don't know. I think running is so... I know we have mates in different sports, but I'll mention this a few times on the podcast. I think when you go for a long run, you really get to know someone mm. quite well because you are out talking a lot of the time. You're out sometimes, you know, for a full day if you do a try run, aren't you? Yeah. And, you know, I talk a lot when I run. I yeah, it's I'm good. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's also you've got to have people around you that, that can support you in other ways as well because it's when you're out particularly on a trail it can be you know you might not recognize yourself that you're tired or that you're cold or, or you know that you maybe you haven't had a gel for a while and you're feeling a bit muddled and you know your friends are there and they're saying oh look, why don't you have a gel or why don't you have a jelly bean or you know how about you put on your coat for a bit and give yourself a bit of a break from the wind and now, all those little things that can then sometimes make it a bit of a difference in terms of your enjoyment and in terms of, you know, safety and things like that too. So I've really got some great friends that I do trail events and, and trail adventures with and, you know, they're some of my best best friends. That's great. And that's another thing I was going to bring up. So I had a bit of a Google on the internet. I may have read this um, a couple of years ago even and I read your blog 
on uh, Find My Feet and it was a blog about your pack and yep. you call your pack the usual suspects. Yes. And I love that blog. It was awesome. And he talked about <laughs> some of the things you just talked about then. Um, yeah. yeah how, how they're just there. And it's not a competitive environment, but you are competitive, but it's not an competitive environment. You just friendships and you talk and yeah. just, yeah, just, I suppose, uh, unpack life. Hmm. Yeah. And now that's, that's what I love about it. I love the fact that we can just go out and adventure and muck around and, see some wonderful things um and you know it is they're just a great group of people so yeah but yes, cool name nothing, too <laughs> nothing, nothing usual about them at all really <laughs> no that's good and can you tell me uh how you came about being an ambassador for uh former feet um so i um reached out to Henny in about, well, when I started trail running, I reached out to Henny and I said, do you have any suggestions about, you know, what's the essential kind of gear that I need? And she was really, really helpful and um, pointing me in the direction shoes. And, and she said, look, if you're going to get certain items, these are your must-haves and these are desirables. And um, so she was really, they were very, very helpful in terms of, of gear. Um, and then I'd heard that um, they were looking for some more guides and, and people to be um, sort of guiding some of their tours. So I reached out to her again um, and started doing some um, guiding work with her in about 2016, I think it was. Um, and I've been on a couple of tours as like a help guide help um, with with Find Your Feet tours. Um, they're, so they're the running tours that they do um they do them internationally obviously that's on hold at the moment but they also do them around the state um and that's three or four days of basically go for a run and right. come back and eat and then go out running again and come back drink and coffee eat. drink, drink coffee, coffee. Yeah. yes yeah good yeah <laughs> and awesome. yeah it's it's just a really great way to see the state and particularly for interstate visitors that you know might not know where to go or, or things like that as well it's this is great and you get to tap into that sort of knowledge that Hanny and Graham have got as well, the, the founders. And so that's sort of where I sort of started, I suppose, with Find Your Feet and, um, yeah, and then they joined me on as an ambassador um, and Ben Brockman is one as well. And yeah, so Right. Awesome. Yeah. And are you, well, I suppose when the world gets back to normal, have have you been lucky enough to go on some of the overseas ones as well? Or is that... So I joined the one in Italy. And yeah, so I went awesome. The Italy one. It was just amazing. Yeah. Um, the Dolomites. And um, so that was seven days of, of just running in mountains, um, did a bit in Switzerland and things as well. We went through a heat wave at the time. So I, I, okay. I, I don't love running in heat, but... Um, we had some amazing lemonade at one of, on one of the runs. It was probably the best lemonade I've ever had, I reckon. Wow, yeah, cool, cool. Um, so were you just running over quality trail, but was yeah. it up and down and different up and down and, and, yeah. yeah, different terrain um, and, you know, quite sort of exposed in some areas. And um, But just the views were just magnificent. And, you know, some, 
one of the runs we did, we sort of ran along this road and then we stopped at a cafe and grabbed a drink, cold drink, and then kept going. And yeah, it was it was a really good trip. Yeah. And and lots of fun. So it'll be good once once you know the world gets back to a bit more sort of normal and travel can happen again. It will be nice to to go and do a few more of those sorts of things. Yeah, there's nothing better than um, travelling, is there? You soon find out about yourself and it's good to have yeah. another life experience, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And so you did this this trip and you would have met a lot of people probably all over the world. Uh, some of those connections you keep in touch with today? Uh, in terms of I've, I've made connections through the Find Your Feet Tours and yeah. I've got a couple of very good friends um, that live in Australia that um, that I keep in contact with. So in 2018, I did the Overland Track Tour. So we ran from um, Waldheim to Narcissus in a day and then caught the boat out so we didn't have to do the, that last Nice little section. Yeah, that's um, good. That's <laughs> <handy>. <laughs> so, and I did that on with the Find Your Feet um, group as well, and I met a couple of very um, good friends on that. So awesome. And we've we've kept in contact and, and hope to do some adventuring soon. Our plans last year got uh, a little bit <laughs> squashed because we had all these restrictions, but hopefully we're we've got a few plans set for this year to to meet up and and do some running great so, great yeah uh, that's awesome and i know and you probably know how important gym and that extra one percenters are especially when you are doing trail running because it is so diverse is that something that you're big on are you are you pretty good with the weight room stuff um yes i am i started doing um i started attending personal training in about 2000 and 13, I think it was, um, and did that with EPT for a long time. Um, and then uh, I only stopped last year, actually. But I, as, I became quite interested in it, so I ended up um, getting my qualifications as a personal trainer, so I've got a Certificate 3 and 4 in personal training. Right. Um, and I had my own little studio here up until last year as well at home um, where I had a few clients as well that I helped um, train and it's lots of fun being a personal trainer. Um, There's something very rewarding about it. It's completely different to law work, I can tell you. Yeah, I can say. It's really, yeah. Um, Yeah. And have you found that really rewarding, helping someone achieve their goals and seeing dramatic changes in their lifestyle, whether it be mental health or, or weight loss? Uh, yeah, certainly has been very rewarding um, okay. and, and again, made some um, great connections through that as well. Um, just seeing people have confidence in themselves and what they can actually achieve and, you know, realising their potential, um, I think that's, that's really rewarding. And just yeah, great. And just them along that way. It's good. Yeah. Good. Do you want to do more of that or are you sort of stuck on the law? Is that something that you'll go back to? or One day I'll go back to it. Um, at the moment, yeah. um, family is a bit more of a focus at the moment. Um, so my eldest has just started high school and 
um, yeah, just life's a bit busy. So yeah, and that was that was my next question actually. So <laughs> so you're a mum and you're a busy mum and no doubt you're probably working full time. How do you juggle the running and and motherhood and all those fantastic things? Well, I'm fortunate enough to work part time, um, yep. but it yeah it can be a juggle at times. Um, take the kids with me running. Um, my eldest in particular loves running. Awesome. And, particularly trail running. She's very good at it yeah. and, and really enjoys it. Um, my youngest is more into circus and things, so she does a lot of, um, well, they both do circus, but my youngest prefers the sort of circus and aerial. Right. That's my background. <laughs> I, I love circus stuff. That's what I did when I was a kid. So it, it's an awesome skill to live as well. Yeah. As well. yeah. You yeah. can go a long way with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, they come, come with me or um, I've got – a lot of support with friends and family as well so they they all recognize how much um running is an important part for me and and they support that yeah my parents in particular even though they're not runners they love the bush and love bushwalking and love my joy of it so they're very supportive fantastic so. <laughs> have you faced some hurdles in your life that you'd like to talk about um in about 2018, I went for a, a 30 kilometre run with um, my usual suspects. And I said to them, it was in about May or May or June. And it was, so it was quite a cold, cold morning. They were all rugged up with their gloves, and some of them feel the cold in particular. And I'm saying, oh, isn't it just so hot? And I'm running along in just a singlet. And they're wearing gloves and long sleeves and extra layers. And they said, oh, and I said, oh, just, you know, these hills are a bit hard today and, and so on. And um, when we finished the run, I, it was just not a really good run day for me. And then probably about a week later, I went for a 5K and I thought, I'll just wear my heart rate monitor today. So I don't normally wear it on the longer runs, but I thought, I'll just wear it today. Um, and I thought, oh, gosh, this is a difficult run today. And I looked down at my watch. My heart rate was sitting at um 226 oh jesus wow and i'm like well that's yeah. high and so i slowed down and it still wouldn't go down and went home and spoke to my parents about it because they're um gps and i said oh do you reckon this is normal they said no <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a few um, a few boots over normal <laughs> <laughs> so i went and had some tests and it turned out that i had um a hyperactive thyroid and was quite unwell um so medication and and things later things all got sorted out and and everything's fine now but just showed me the value in you know sometimes those just listening to yourself and listening to you know these little signs of why is it hard is it hard because it is hard or is it hard because of some other reason you know I was actually quite tired and I hadn't sort of tapped into that very well. So it's just a matter of, it was sort of a bit of a wake up call. You've got to listen to your body. Yeah. Listen to why things might not feel as they normally do and, and just ask that question. Um, and, you know, equipment can be useful as far as heart rate monitors and things as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And if you, if you hadn't got those tests, like, What's the worst that you could have led to something even even worse? Yeah. Did, the, did the GP say? Yeah, that? it was yeah. quite um, 
they were quite worried when they got my results. They rang me up and they said, you've got to come in today. And I said, oh, I've got an appointment later in the week. <laughs> and they said, no, it's got to be today. And I'm like, well, can you tell me why? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, I didn't have a heart problem. I do now because now I am worried. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah it, I mean, that's obviously they couldn't tell me for privacy reasons. But, um, yeah, it's... If I hadn't found out, then yeah, it could it could have been pretty bad because your heart's working obviously a lot harder than it should be, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's um sometimes you need that wake up call, even like you said to to be to probably have more awareness uh, that if things aren't quite right, that maybe you should seek you know that 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 important help at the time, I guess. Yeah, I'll just at least sort of, you know, stop and go, well, why isn't this? Mm, yeah, question it. If if there's a niggle, don't just sort of push through it. Just go, well, you know, it says, should I be doing something about this or maybe I should be resting it or maybe I should be. Yeah. Um, I- because I think too often as runners we say, oh, it's fine, you know, it's, it's supposed to hurt. But Yeah, but that's when it can turn to chronic, chronic injury and, yeah. You can't. It takes a long time to get that right. But, but you're so right, isn't it? It's a, um, I don't want to say a cultural thing, but it's like toughen up sometimes, isn't it? Not that that's a good thing either. No. no yeah. not <laughs> I'll be right. Yeah. I've had this for months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the local running community, we've talked about some of your your mates and, and mm. the usual suspects, I think you call yourself, so I've forgotten already, Ah. So park run, what what has this has this been something that that you've been really attracted to and gone, yeah, that's been awesome for the running community. Has, has it affected you? Um, look, I'm I am registered for park run, but I haven't done I haven't really done park run in Devonport, um, and that's just because of um, other commitments and things like that that have that have taken that space, but. I think it's been terrific for the community. I think it's a really great um, event that people all, you know, it's something that people can join in on, whether they do a lot of running, do no running. Um, And and I just think it's been really, really good for Devonport um, and other communities around the coast as well. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky and we have so many pretty courses to to choose mm. from i think per population there seems to be a park run every every 10 yeah. hours now which is great good. Yeah. yeah awesome and what are your future adventure may have i think you mentioned a few that you are looking towards is there anything in the next few weeks that you got down even if it's not trail yeah so i'm I've done a few adventures already this year, but I, in terms of events, I'm hoping to do the um, Tarkine um, trail event in March um, if we can get access. So that's, they've got an ultra and they've got a a 20 kilometre, that's actually 26 kilometres. That will be on the 20th of March. So I'm registered for that. Um, And I'm really, really looking forward to running in that area. Um, and then I'm registered for the 22 UTA, which is Ultra Trail Australia in um, the Blue Mountains. Fingers crossed. 
Yeah. <laughs> to go ahead last year, but yeah, uh, yeah. so fingers crossed that it, it goes ahead this year and um, I'll be doing that with my sister-in-law um, in Sydney. So that'll be lots of fun. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully do Bruni at the end of the year. Again, fingers crossed if everything right with that. So, and uh, Bruni, how do you find that that course? Do you like it's a bit up and down, and then the last ten k is <laughs> a bit brutal? They tell me I've never done it. I would love to do it one day, but <laughs> um, so I've done it. The first time I did it was as a team. Yeah, um, and then I did it again um, the following year solo. Had the best run day. It was yeah, just awesome. Magnificent. Had a really good experience. Um, then I went back for reasons unknown in 2016, I think it was. Uh, not a good run day. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> isn't I'd it finish. funny though, isn't it, how you can have two different two different yeah. days? And do you I, put this down to anything? Or? Uh, look, I, I think I was drinking as if it was a hotter day than it actually was. Um, and yeah, just it just didn't work for me after about forty-five kilometers. Um, yeah. But we got there in the end, and you know it helped that I had fantastic support um, from from Tundra as well. She was great. Um, but that's part of the reason I want to go back this year is to to have another good run day on Bruni. I right. did um, unfinished business. Yeah, I crewed yeah. for that year and loved it. Um, it's good fun crewing for people in events and I thoroughly recommend it. Um, I had a really good day and it was lots of fun. Um, more fun sitting in the car watching people. Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> watching people going through pain. <laughs> yeah. Much easier doing those hills in the car too. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Cool. And and I I missed this question and I was going to ask it. So what does your typical training week look like for you when leading up to an event like that? Uh, I'd like it to be a bit more consistent, but it's not. So yep. generally speaking, um, I don't really have a usual training week. I try and do strength once a week. I try and get in um, a long run and another couple of shorter runs and maybe do some cross training as well but it all has to fit in around the family and my yeah. work so um, it's not it's not as consistent as I'd like um, but I just get done what I can get done and as much as I can get done so um, I try and alternate it between sort of some easier sessions and some harder sessions and try not to make them all, you know, go out the door and run hard for every session, that sort of thing. Yep. I don't see any benefit in that. No, uh, no. You get tired um, and flat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so leading up to my first Bruni event, I did um, follow a plan and did lots of long runs. Um, and my longest run, I think, leading into that one was 58. I did a 58 kilometre. Right. I actually end up getting a rock in sort of bedded into my shoe and I didn't realise and it put a lot of pressure on my foot. And um, after that run, which was about I don't know, a good six weeks or so before my, well, about a month before the race, 
Um, I had lots of problems with my foot. So, I mean, I'd still ran Bruni and, and the foot was fine, but um, it was all because of a, a rocking issue. So, again, that's yeah. why you can listen when you're running to your body. Something's not quite right here. Stop and look at the bottom of your shoes. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's been more of a building of a base and so I can go in and, and do these longer adventures. So in yeah. December um, I went with a, a few people and we went up Oster in a day through the Arm River track. So um, that was a long, long day. Fucking Eleven and a half hours I think it was we were on our feet. Yeah, wow. Um, and, you know, the fact that I can go and do that and then pull up, you know, tired but not too sore the next couple of days after that. I think that's that to me says, well, you know, whatever I'm doing seems to be working okay for these longer adventures. Yeah. And it's yeah. um but it's it's like people who race trails, like uh like people come to me and they go, I want to run fast over a trail or I'm like, well, get out and run trails like yeah. it's one of those things that it's so different to road running and it's so technical that you just have to keep on practicing that that skill don't you over and over again and you do get better at it you do get better at it um it's about picking your lines so that you make sure that you know you, you're getting the sort of the cleanest line possible a bit like i guess with the mountain biking not that i have done mountain biking but um and it's also just you know, having some confidence in, in your shoes and, and your ability as well to be able to get down the hills and, and things. But fueling is, is a good part of it too and being able to fuel because with the trails you're running, um, you know, running and you're walking and you're slow and you're fast and you, you know, stop and take photos and things like that too, but you're moving into all those different energy systems all the time. So it's not just a matter of I've got to take this energy, you know, every 45 minutes. I mean, that might work in for some runs, but you've got to sort of tap into, well, am I feeling low? You know, is that because I've done two kilometres of climbing and I've got to now, you know, go downhill yeah. on this technical part or you've been, you know, you've got to fuel your brain as well because if it's quite technical, you're thinking about where you're going to go. All well, it's the energy spent, isn't it? It's Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point that you touched on there. Uh, yeah, I stay yeah. away from trails. I just don't <laughs> like them. I have so much respect. I've done uh, triple top once. <laughs> it was one of the worst days I've ever had in my life. But I, I really have respect for you guys. I just think, I just think, well, you know, it's uh, it's a different beast, and I can tell why people love it. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, no, nah, no, nah, not for me. <laughs> I never say never. <laughs> no, no, true. And don't touch it all on triple top. There are no. <laughs> yeah, it's a brutal event. And what is one piece of advice that you would give a newbie runner or even someone who's been at it for quite a while? Um I'd say don't compare yourself to anyone else. Just run your own race or event or whatever because I think people get so caught up in numbers and you know even I mean even to an extent comparing yourself to 
you know, other times that you've run. Sometimes you can fall into that trap you sort of go, oh, what a great run I had today. And you look at Strava and it was not as good as the, the last run that you did that same track and you think, oh, okay. Suddenly it takes some of that shine off, off the run that you just did. And, and I think that can sometimes be, you know, you should just be enjoying it for what it is, not sort of going, well, how come I haven't, you know, I've been three seconds slower on that part of the, the run and why and, and you can obviously that's that's part of it but for me I think it, it's just really important that you just go in and treat each run as a run not so live in the moment enjoy it yeah. for the beautiful sport we've got and be lucky that you can run because some people would love to run but they can't for several reasons absolutely yeah great answer I love that I haven't heard that answer so that's an awesome one <laughs> And I haven't asked this question before of anyone, but what is your biggest regret in your running career? Oh, biggest regret. Probably not doing trails earlier. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Good yeah. answer. And, <laughs> and some role models in your life. Doesn't uh, have to be running. Doesn't have to be sport. It can be personal yep. work, anything. Yeah. Okay, so I'd probably say my parents for sure. Yeah. Um, they're just their love of adventure and bushwalking and you know the grounding that they gave me and things like that too, and their support of me. Um, other than that, um, I mean, there are lots. My my friends, I certainly. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard. Countless people, I suppose, that I admire and look up to. Right. And you mentioned that they're both doctors. How was that growing up? Was there was there any pressure to be a doctor as well? Or? No, none at all. No, none, but it definitely um, made the decision not to be. A doctor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do they have their own practices? Are they retired now? Are they still work. Um, or? They're retired now. Um, yeah. My dad's done work in. Um, tropical medicine in Papua New Guinea towards the end of his career but otherwise worked awesome. in emergency medicine um and my mum was a GP um or well, they both were GPs in the, the community very great yeah no that's awesome you should be very proud yeah. of them as well <laughs> and some values that you have um probably the, the biggest one is I'm I try very hard to be grateful for or to show gratitude in each day. So try and find something small that you can be grateful for. And it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I'm grateful that I can run or I'm grateful that I'm alive. Or, I mean, they're big things, but just, you know, it might be that I see a really pretty flower when I'm out running. And I know that sounds really corny, but I just think it's really important to just pick those little moments and, and say, look, you know, I look at the way that the you know the the clouds are in the sky today no yeah. isn't that that's that's pretty cool that's pretty amazing um because i think you can sort of lose sight of those those little moments so quickly and and just you know be focused on negatives or focus on i have to get this or have to do that rather than just saying this is where we are now i'm i'm grateful for it so yeah doesn't sound stupid at all. Uh, I've been known to keep a gratitude diary and write a few things down 
I've been pretty slack lately, but it works. It's it's a good thing to live by as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's something that I practice in my life as well. I tried it when you know when you're saying life's terrible. There's always something to be grateful for. So it's <laughs> <laughs> usually a positive. Yeah, absolutely. And probably going to put you on the spot here. So closing out today, do you have any mantras you live by or some sayings in your life? Um. nothing other than what I've already said I think is just you know don't compare yourself to others comparison's the thief of all joy I think yeah um, no, we're all different beautifully said listeners this has been Lyndon, Linda Conley I've been your host Brian Lyons and thank you Linda thank you yes. <laughs>